Matthew 28:16 says, The eleven disciples went to the mountain of Galilee where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him there, they bowed down in worship. Some of them had doubts. This is Steve Springer. You're listening to Worshiping God, God's Way. In this verse, we're learning that Jesus had sent 11 disciples to a mount, and it was called Mount Arbel. Mount Arbel is west of the Galilean Sea. It's about 1,200 feet high. It's a relatively easy walk, and it has a great view. Later on in Jesus's life, he's going to return to that mountain and deliver the Great Commission. But in this story, he tells the 11 disciples to go up to that mountain and wait for him. Now, in my mind, when I think of this story, I think about a group of people who are told to go do something and the possible questions that they could have. And I've worked with groups of people and I know that they can come up with questions like, why are we doing this? Why should we go there? Have you ever had that conversation with a group of people? I I would think you have. Some people even go as far to say, why am I listening to you? This doesn't even make sense to me. There's not a problem with people asking the question. The problem is within the manner which they ask the question. Are they being respectful? Are they being considerate? That's okay. Jesus would not have minded if one of the disciples would have said, hey, Jesus, can you tell me why we're going up there? Or why should I do this? It seems like it'd be better if we just stayed on the beach with you and we just listened to everything you had to say. We love this beach. It's great. We can go swimming in between breaks. We can have lunch. It'd just be a lot better than walking up 1,200 feet to Mount Arbel. It reminds me of Abraham and Isaac. It reminds me of Moses going to Sinai. Even Paul, when he is not heard of for 10 years, some people think he went to a mountain and spent time with the Lord. When the disciples got there to the top of that mountain, when they saw Jesus coming, they had an experience that was similar to Abraham and Isaac and Moses and even Paul. Jesus became the theophany of God at the top of a mountain, nobody around but just them. They had Jesus all to themselves and they bowed down and they worshiped him. But some in that group still had doubts. They resisted the idea of worshiping. You know, it could have been the journey. It might have been too long for them. Maybe they were afraid of heights or the view just wasn't that impressive. They'd seen it before. But either way, they were complaining about worshiping Jesus. Now, when it comes to intimate worship, bowing down with a questionable heart, that can draw attention from God. You remember Zebedee's wife who goes to Jesus with alternative motives that drew Jesus's attention and the man that came to Jesus who had no doubt at all and he worshiped him that drew Jesus's attention I know people who stand and sing without really meaning it it sounds critical but if you sing songs over and over and over you've done it for years and years the same songs at one point you're going to lose contact Your mind is going to drift off while your lips are singing hymns of praise. You're going to be looking around at either a camera or some lights or someone in the crowd that you're waving to and saying hi. You're going to drift off and you're going to be somewhere else where you're singing those songs. Now, Jesus said, with your mouth, you say one thing, but your hearts, they're a little far off. Now, I totally get that. I've been in church a long time. And when I go to church, when I sit for too long, I sometimes disconnect 
I'll be the first one to admit it, especially if the speaker is long-winded. Then I get a little bit weary. And I'm thinking when the disciples were up on that mountain, they had Jesus in front of them. And some of them were still resisting. Some of them were still doubting. That's human nature. When I go before God myself, when I bow down before Jesus, there is no way that I'm going to be thinking of someone else or something else. I'm not going to be thinking about the view. I'm not going to be thinking about the height, nor the songs, nor the lights, nor the camera angles, nor whether I'm playing the right chords, whether the band is synced up together, or what the next thing is. Who's coming up after me? None of that is in that moment of worship. That is what separates worship from praise. That's what separates worshiping God God's way from the way we worship in our church services today. It separates us from the way we explain worship to others because we're not telling them these things. We're telling them it's okay to be on that platform. It's okay to be caught off guard by cameras. Do your best. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Watch the words. Watch the time clock. Make sure everything is synced up and in place. That isn't what Jesus is talking about. And that's why Jesus took these guys, these 11 disciples, out of the city, out of all the action. He took them up to the top of a mountain and he said, here I am. And they worshiped him. Jesus is saying to us that when we come to worship him, he is expecting us to worship his father the way his father has designed it. He's expecting us to understand what it means to worship God God's way. And when we show up and we say to ourselves, we are going to worship this morning, we need to picture ourselves at the top of Mount Arbel, 1,200 feet above the rest, looking out at this vast picture of the Sea of Galilee and all that God has created. You need to picture Jesus standing in front of you, walking up and saying, here I am. When that takes place, you can fall down on your face without doubting, without resisting, not thinking about the journey, not thinking about the view. You can bow down on your face and worship Jesus. You can worship God in that place, God's way. Jesus.